and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. And there goes Kathy. <laughs> she was there for a second, we swear. <laughs> she was, and then she disappeared. So, uh, when she comes back, she can introduce herself. Uh, welcome to another episode. Today we're going to be talking about uh, 3D printing uh, sure. within the game, the community, uh, how it's affecting <laughs> the community. John... Oh, say, what episode number is it, Gonzo? 201. Did I not say that? Go. Oh, sorry. Episode 201. Um, so, say, hi, I'm Kathy. Hi, I'm Kathy. <laughs> um, before we do that, let's go ahead and get with our sponsors. We want to thank Muse on Minis uh, for sponsoring and ha- helping us get our podcast out there for everybody to listen to. Uh, if you uh, go to their store and find something that you like, make sure you type the code more than dice, all in one word, and you will get 10% off your product. Um, and uh, they have some very good MCP uh, tokens, by the way, that are, a lot of people are jonesing about. Um, also, um, we want to thank Mini Masterworks. Uh, we are an ambassador for them, and uh, they uh, have also given us a code too. And I can't remember exactly what that code was. It is more than dice. MMW10, all one word. Uh, there is a link in the chat, and we do have the link up on our Facebook page. Uh, go out and check out his stuff. Um, and also, they have some. He has some really good products right now. The Vortex uh, mixer is like <laughs> his top thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, because it's at a great price. It's it, not only is it a good. It's a good mixer. It's at a really good, really, really good price compared to everybody else. Uh, I have not tried his weathering pencils yet. I do have a set. I need to try those out pretty soon too, and give a good review on those. Um, so hopefully, I can do that. So, word word so other than that um john do we have any shout outs this week not that i'm aware of not that i'm aware of either i it do. was luckily it seems like a slow week knock on wood type object so yeah <clears throat> i don't I remember gotta, i gotta go lower to knock on wood <laughs> Because my desk is down here, not up here. Come on, get your minds out of the gutter. <laughs> so, oh, let's go with our drinks. John, what are you drinking today? I am drinking some uh, 43 vanilla liquor mixed with uh, orange juice. It's a good sort of desserty drink since it is quite sweet. Ooh, vanilla liquor and orange. Vanilla and orange sounds like a fantastic combination. It's like a dreamsicle. Yes, it's just like a dreamsicle, yes. It's awesome. The only downside is, is, I don't know, but... I want to know what an orange whip is. You have to look it up on Google. Google knows, tells most. I know, I would have to Google. But yeah, this is uh, is good. The only downside, of course, is that 43 is slightly expensive. Not like terrible, just a little bit on the pricey side. Uh, Kathy, what are you drinking? Not an orange whip. (laughs) I mean, I hope not. You don't even know what it is. Uh, I'm... I'm drinking wine. I'm drinking a Pinot Noir. Oh, look. An orange whip is a sweet cocktail made with rum, vodka, cream, and orange juice. Typically blended to a froth like a milkshake. Poured over ice in a Collins glass. Garnished with a wedge of orange. Because I'm lazy and don't like going back for multiple drinks, I drink everything out of a Mission Barbecue cup. <laughs> because it's fucking giant. And well, I'm drinking are... my wine out of a coffee cup, so... But 
Then you've been poisoned. Cheers. <laughs> I am doing the good old McCullen Scotch. Uh, I'm still working on that bottle, keeping it going. Um, it is uh, like edition 96, I think, is the one that I'm drinking from right now. Um, guys, make sure you wear your mask. Make sure you're still safe. Wash your hands. Do all your stuff that you're supposed to do. Um, don't forget, we will be seeing you at HugCon 2022, a.k.a. Adepticon. Uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets, make sure you go get your tickets. If you plan on playing any events, uh, you might want to try to get in those events because they're closing up. And I know like most to like almost all the painting hobby classes are completely sold out. They always sell out really quickly. Yeah. You know what doesn't sell out? Hanging with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm there for. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, my that Thursday. never sells out. And I'm, I'm very happy about that. I'm actually pretty excited about that. Yeah, I've, I've only do, I'm only doing two things, and it's because I'm hanging out with some friends that are that are going to be playing these games at there, and so I'm going to be playing games with them at the convention. I'm not doing any MCP or any War Machine and Hordes. So, other than that, um, other than that, guys, please be safe. We want to see everybody in like two months. So, cheers. 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 Damn, this is good. Busy is taking two classes and going to be hanging out the rest of the time. I am going to have to paint up a model uh, to put in the meat grinder. And, and I, I should participate in the meat grinder this year. What's the meat grinder? Uh, it is a thing that some friends of mine do. Where everybody brings a painted model, uh, I believe it's 40k related, and so you bring a painted model and you all like have your model out on the field and you duke it out. You roll dice, things happen, and if you die, your model gets thrown into an actual meat grinder. Oh, <laughs> but so it's for charity. Well, that changed my entire idea of what model I would bring. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, I got some cool, you know, I got the oh, edition Eisenhorn. I got like that. And I'm like, oh, meat grinder. No, it's no, no. An actual meat grinder it is rough, but I've never participated and I've been wanting to. So I feel like I need to paint something up. And I don't know if I have any 40K in here that I'm looking in my. Oh. Wait, I have some Space Marines over here. I'm going to be, uh, while we're talking about our subject, I need to fix some models. Because I am actually bringing Warcaster uh, to play. Because I'm playing in two Warcaster tournaments, as I just popped that arm off too. Yeah, that shouldn't glow it well. Should have pinned it. Yeah. Dark Angels, that's it. Just a guy with a bolter. You think that's good enough for for meat grinder? Guy with a bolter? I mean, naturally, I'll put him on a better base, and I'll, I'll paint him. I mean, he's painted, but he's only painted in experimental things, so, like, every part of him is a different weird experiment in how to do things. I could cheat. I have a bunch of uh, Death Watch I got from a buddy that are painted up normally, and I hope it'll match that scheme. I could bring one of them. Good. One of like the cool ones he converted. 
This is for charity. Vivian says paint him like an ultramarine. It's appropriate place for him in the grinder. <laughs> oh, that's tempting. When they did hardcore magic. Uh, yeah, my uh, the guy who ran the store I originally started at participated in that. I had the black lotus, and they ripped it up, and each each ate a portion of it after he used it. Yeah. Wow. Yep. No bueno. So to be fair, that black lotus had seen better days. It was uh, a bit rough, to say the least. So. Well, topic. Gonzo, what's our topic? Uh, well, you brought it up. It was from one of our listeners uh, about 3D <laughs> printing models. Yes, and how it relates to... His specific question was games where that is, it's fine, and no one has a problem with it, but I think we can expand that to talk about all sorts of games if we wish. Oh, yeah. All sorts of games that are miniatures agnostic. Um, or even games where maybe you shouldn't be doing it, but you're doing it anyways. Oh, yeah. Like Blood Bowl. Oh, yeah. Leap right in there with that one. That one is, uh, you know, what's funny is when I was looking, so Kathy messaged me, you know, she was painting that goblin miniature. And so I was trying to find where I downloaded it at. And I thought it was from a Patreon, and it wasn't. It was just a random one I found on Thingiverse. But when I searched up goblin, boy, the plethora of Blood Bowl models came flying through. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my boys are going crazy. That's because for so many years, Games Workshop didn't really support the game at all. They kind of, they kind of half-ass supported it for a little while. Like even at the bunker, there was a very small selection of anything Blood Bowl, and mm-hmm. then eventually they just stopped carrying it all together. So we were all just kind of left like, well, if somebody new wants to join the league, how are they going to get? Models, you know. Uh, Shadow Forge, I believe, is the name of the company that made Blood Bowl models, or sorry, fantasy football game models. I remember painting the Shadow Forge female orc team. Me and Jim collaborated on that. Uh, But also, there was Impact Miniatures, and they still Mm -hmm. have uh, fantasy football Mm -hmm. uh, models. And they have a ton of different ones. There was another, I'm trying to remember, my friend Phil would know all of these different companies that make, because there's a ton of them that jumped into the, the void mm-hmm. well, yeah, uh, to make uh, fantasy football models that you could use for Blood Bowl. Yep. And, and... uh and then it was only towards the end of the bunker actually being open where they cracked down. Somebody came in and they were like, uh, "What? these people can't, you know, one of the higher ups came in and was like, these people can't use non-games workshop, you know, models to play at the store. Which, you know, fair, it's their store, whatever. But that meant our league had to not be there. And we had like, we had like 15, 20 people in this league, and all of a sudden, well, I guess 15, 20 people aren't going to be coming to this game store every Wednesday night. Yep. Guns are only barely in frame. Sorry. <clears throat> so yeah, so that's, that's a place where I, I find, to an extent, uh, 3D printing is going to 
uh, hurt those companies. The ones who would come in and fill the gaps. You know, all those guys did the Blood Bowl models. Um, and then, like, the Cromlech guys who did this, the, you know, GW add-on parts. Because now you just fucking 3D print them. Or some of those companies have embraced it and actually started 3D printing, 3D printing stuff themselves. Etsy's, like, crazy and, about it. And, yes. So, and, and they have that stuff on Etsy. So, you know, good for them on that. So... That's an interesting one there because they did they would come out with all sorts of stuff and in fact they do even still for 40k mostly 40k and like Necromunda and the stuff where you just can't get everything from Games Workshop you might need. Um, but then again, there was a hubbub in a tournament I want to say right before COVID really hit, where someone came in and like all of his expensive Forge World models were not even China cast; they were fucking 3D printed. Oh yeah, I oh, remember I that. that. I mean, and it, it was, was and it was huge. obvious. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's the kind of thing where I think you're going to find um, now. Obviously, it's never going to happen at a GW official tournament, but there are so few of them at Defy's description. Uh, so it's it's barely a note. But uh, if there is one, you, you don't don't bring that shit. They ain't gonna let it fly. You know, and it'll say in your in your rules pack for whatever tournament. So, you know, it's important to read those things other yeah. lest you show up and, and they tell you, Oh, sorry, you cannot participate. And some stores might do it too, because let's be honest, if you're a 3d printing stuff, you're not buying it at the store. And that's where it really comes down to. Uh, so the main core of the topic to, to get sort of on the rails again uh, from here is there is some games that are, uh, don't have minis at all, just have rules, and encourage you to get minis wherever. Some even encourage you to 3D print. Some are okay with 3D printing. Um, yeah, Zetavroy says, I have issues with how at times it feels like stealing. Yes, some of them it does. We'll, we'll get, we'll definitely get to that. Well, hopefully we'll get to that a lot. So, for the games we're talking about where there are no models, um, Osprey has a whole line of games. Yeah, where they, I mean, Osprey doesn't make models; they make books, darn fine books, uh, for a very they long make time. Some models. That's true, they do, but most of their stuff's historical, if I remember correctly. They yeah. did have, They do have some fantasy stuff that can be used for Frostgrave, but Frostgrave doesn't have a requirement to use yeah, those yeah. models. Yeah, Frostgrave's is pretty much whatever you want, bring it. I forgot about the Frostgrave models. Yeah. But yeah, so, but they have a lot of ones where there's just like, oh, you want to play a Necromunda-like game? They have rules for it and no models. Use whatever you want. Now, obviously, 3D printing is exactly what that's for. Well, not exactly. They want you to use any companies, but 3D printing is perfect for that as well because you can use any model if you want. Then, um, go ahead, got it. how Mantic Games is, too, with uh, uh, Kings, of, Kings War. of War and yep. stuff. Yep. They don't so Mantic is, is the second category. They actually make models. I will not say darn fine models. They make models. They exist. Some of them are good. Some of them are Meh. mediocre. Um, and they make a lot of rule books. And they're fine with it. So they don't care what models you use as long as you follow the right rules and, and all that. And that's that's cool, you know? Yeah, and the right basing is pretty much a, what's, what's the kicker about it. Yep. Uh, the Sludge War game that uh, Legionnaires is talking about that uh, was what's prompted this uh, encourages kit bashing any models you want, which is cool. 
Um, I know a lot of the smaller games don't really give a shit. Like uh, um, Catalyst Game Labs doesn't really care for Battletech. Like, there have been 3D printed models and all that shit for longer than there have actually been plastic models. They don't really care. Mm-hmm. And the company that makes the metal models that are of varying levels of quality, to be honest, um, is it Catalyst Games? So, I mean, honestly, I don't fucking care. Why would they, right? They want you to buy the rule books and play the games. That's where their their money's at. And that's sort of where it is, where it gets into Xander Vorlord. For a lot of those games, as long as you're buying the books, they're happy with you getting the models wherever. That's why they don't care. The Sludge Guys, uh, Osprey. Like, Osprey would prefer you to buy their Frostgrave models if you can use them, but they don't really care. Um, Mantic like, actively encourages um, that... And, uh, you know, so that's that's sort of the one type of, well, I guess they're type one type of company where they don't really care about, don't care or actively support 3D printing or third-party models. Um, and those are the ones where I think 3D printers should definitely go crazy on. But that's not where they're going crazy on. It is there. No, we're... Uh... And I think it's fine. Like, I'm with Xander. If you want specialty shoulder pads for mm-hmm. your, you know, successor chapter or whatever it is for Space <laughs> Marines, you know, and, and you've got a special insignia or something, then, yeah. Yeah. If you want weapon options that just don't come on the sprue. Yeah. Sure. I have shotguns and storm bolters and stuff that I use I that 3D printed. How hard is it to find a storm bolter? I had to special I had to special order metal ones back in the day, and they don't let you do that anymore. Correct. Uh, well, mostly because there's no metal models, but in any case, they stopped that before that. But yeah, so I mean, you probably should let that dry first, Gonzo. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so I have no problem with those either. The add-on parts are great, but now uh, there's a bunch of Here's where we get to the gray area as far as even how good I am with it. So if it's a live GW line and you're getting your 3D printing models, it's like Xander said, it kind of feels like stealing. You're not really supporting the company so much. And yes, you can say, but Games Workshop is the big bad guy, the corporate guy. We, we're going to take but the they really down. aren't. I They're mean, really granted, they are the biggest miniature game company, but over the grand scheme of companies in the world like coca-cola or walmart or something they are minuscule indeed they're a mom and pop store and that sort of thing now gw charges a premium for their stuff we know and their books they come with a lot of books very frequently so if you're buying all the books and all well maybe it's not as big of a deal if you 3d print some stuff here or there now 3d printing whole armies uh, it's always going to be a personal choice. You got to expect that you're not going to use them sometimes, and you you're not necessarily staying for the company because most of these are not using actually protected portions of the IP. Let's say, like, like you're not going to have an exact Space Marine. Now you might if you get it from Chinacast because the, the the Chinacast guys just take Forgeword models and just fucking make the exact same model. And yeah. that, that's, that's beyond my line. That's like, no, no, fuck off. There you're is, literally stealing. 
There is online, you can print off every single GW model you want. Perfect, complete, 100% copy. Um, And that's not good. Yeah. Um, Like one of the things I did is when I played Tau, they had one gun. And it was on only the commander box. And so Mm -hmm. you needed to, to, the the way you wanted to outfit this crisis suit unit was you needed, uh, I think it was like 10 of them. Um, for a five man team, yeah. yeah. And the only way you get it is buying the commander box, and no one's going to do that. Like, no one's going to do that. So I already yeah, printed that's, those. That's guns. like that's like Space Marine weapons. It's cool. No worries. Yeah. Like we are going to make up for the deficiencies in GW designing their fucking sprues. Yeah. It's even more important now that GW has gone away from actual true multi part classic models to the very cool looking but relatively hard to convert newer models where they don't have you know you don't put an arm on and give it the gun and everything you have this model goes together this fucking way yeah because they've gone back back to that so but again weapons and, and conversion bits we'd have no worries with but paint printing out an entire model that is an actual like gw model that's uh that's the rip a, off the rip yes. off yeah. yeah i can actually and i someone asked me how I could print off how, how quickly I could print off a 40 K army on one of my printers. Uh, and I do have the, the PNOM, the, the PNOM L, which is the huge, large format. I could print off 70 space Marines in roughly six hours. If that doesn't scare you about 3d printing, that that's the reason why people are upset about it. Asterisks. You can print them off, but let's not pretend they're, in any way, shape, or form, as good a quality as GW. Oh models. no, they are. They are. They are 100 no, percent no. replica. They they are not because they're 3D printed. They're not actual plastic. You've got the lines and everything. They're not. No, no lines. They're not as good. I someone like right now the Nightbringer is like the hardcore model for Necrons, and someone 90 percent of the Nightbringer models that are out there being played are 3D printed, and you would not even know the difference on it with some of the printers, especially the 4K screens. They don't even have lines anymore. Well, that's that's where you get to the problem. Then. Yes, and, that. and I'm agreeing with you that that is a problem because, like I said, you could print off an entire army, and some people wouldn't even know that it was 3D printed if your printer's good enough mm-hmm. and you have it done well enough. Yeah, and that's where you get into the problems of it. Correct. Uh, and I mean, not just legality problems, morality problems. And and I understand that there's there's people out there that use the excuse of, but. But Games Workshop models cost so much. And I'm over here like, yeah, but so did Nikes, and that's why I don't buy them. I don't go to the <laughs> store and steal them either. Correct. So now so that that's where sort of I draw the line morally and, and legally speaking. Now, on the other hand, um, there's that new stuff. Uh, I showed Kathy the Sergeant Slaughter uh, Caddishing Commander. That's super awesome. <laughs> That's a great use. It looks like it'll fit right in a 40k in a 40k army. It's not an actual GW model, but it's done in a GW style. That's a great way to supplement your army. Because some of us, uh, like Xander Rose says, like Monopose is only sad for people who, who like unique models. Some people who don't like the hobby side are okay with it. Absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And those models are. Like if you don't, if you have a small enough army or a wide enough variety, you don't actually need to duplicate models too much. And with a little bit of conversion, you can even not duplicate. It's just they're not the same 
versatility. It takes a a little more work to saw off certain parts that you can add parts instead Mm -hmm. of the modular nature of the old ones. That's not as modular. That's a better word for it. But so we get these new models where it's like, oh, Cadjumator. Oh, cool. Well, they also make Cadjumators and special weapons. Or Space Nom, as they call them. And actual catechins with just rifles. And where do you draw the line there? You actually can't get catechins in the local GW store. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much discontinued. I think you can get them online every once in a while. You can't but get a lot of those models anywhere. And a lot of models are completely sold out nowadays. Yeah. Um, like Tau. In addition, is... in addition to the fact that the catechin models are old and not good anymore. Like, from a quality standpoint. Yeah. Catechin and, oh, remember the Vostroyans? Yep, metal only, and they're gone. So, that's where you get the weird stuff, like... So many interesting uh, Imperial Guard ideas they had in their books that are out there. And uh, so, I agree with Legionnaires that if it's in the style of GW and, and it kind of fits in the, the fluff of the stories and maybe there's a rule book knocking around for it somewhere then uh, you know that's great but the the one for one exact copy ones yeah that's stealing yeah yeah absolutely Assurance says it also his personal opinion is 3D printing is similar just copying someone else's sculpt without their consent is intellectual theft if you do something in the style of a copy it's fine if you ask me absolutely yeah like the whole space nom ones, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Is that like they actually make them? Now, when you start printing, they have tanks to go with them that are a different style. You're like, that's when you're getting that weird level. Like they're a different style. They're obviously meant to be count as Lehman Russes, but they're not actual Lehman Russ models in any way, shape, or form that are in that style of. They got a turret. They got some sponson guns on the side. They got a front gun. I'm like, okay, you could tell they're supposed to be that. That's where you get into the counts as, and that's where it gets really gray. I don't Sander really asks, have a problem with it. Uh, what about, like, you can't play as Eldar now because uh, some of the models are are too old and 80% of them are out of print now. Yeah, there, that, that's becoming a real big problem with GW uh, from people that are playing that they're having problems getting the models because they don't make them anymore because they're out yeah. of print. Now... All of this is just our opinion. Let's let's start with that. Oh, and absolutely. Your opinion will vary. What you can, the end of the day, what you can go to sleep doing is is what you can see. We're not talking about the your own world personal here. business. You're not. One of us is not going to put GW out of out of business. Now, a lot of people doing it could. So keep that in mind. But like going to your local game store, as long as you're spending what you can on GW, then 3D printing the rest, it probably won't be an issue. That being said, I have no problem with someone taking exact GW models that have been discontinued and giving you 3D print files from exactly because you know what? They're out of print. They make rules from the game and don't make the model. It's fair fucking game as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that going on right now um, because, because there's because of the the inability to get models and whenever I was playing Necrons the Nightbringer was the thing. Nobody could get it. They couldn't, because it was a uh, fine cast or whatever it is that it's called now. Well, it was a metal model and became yeah. fine cast. Yeah. Yeah. And so nobody could get a hold of it. So Ray was like, "Well, crap. What are we gonna do?" And then, of course, three D printing came along. Yep. But again, 
Uh, sure says most Chewbacca tanks are designed by World War II British tanks. So if you're taking a low quality Churchill tank model, you usually leave it a rust. If you ask me, uh, sometimes it's like that, but some of them aren't. But uh, again, I don't mind the count says. In fact, uh, one of the subjects that you came up when Legionnaires brought up the subject was, so I don't like the Iron Fist model for Marvel Crisis Protocol. Oh, you and me both. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know if anyone who follows my hobby streaks knows that I got the Iron Fist model from Marvel United, the sort of boardy game one. That's very cheapy. And I painted him up and I have him magnetized so he can go on or off of a proper base. And I use that. Is that wrong? Is that bad? Well, that's a count as. And where I think you'll find a lot less problem with that, because there are also a absolute metric shit ton of 3D printable and purchasable Marvel models and characters where you don't have the problem is because for most of those you actually still have to buy the box because you still need the card and everything and, and the tactics cards for the character. You know, it's not like you can just cut them out of it. They're like literally now spoiler. I didn't actually have to buy the iron fist box because uh, Marshall bought two <laughs> and he gave me the iron fist card, which is great. But if I want to use uh Luke Cage, I was going to say Power Man, he's the same thing, but Luke Cage, I'll have to buy that box anyways. I don't have a problem with that because it's all good, you know. I'm choosing to use a use a counts as model. I have no problem still using the uh, original. When, when I painted up uh, my old The Thing from uh, Night Models, I originally intended to use him as a counts as the Hulk. I bought the Hulk with no intention of painting him, then just sort of had the time, so I did, but with no intention of painting him to just use The Thing. You know, I loved your thing as the Hulk. Thought that yeah. was a perfect proxy. Exactly. So that sort of thing where I think certain games it's okay with because you need some of the accoutrement that goes with them that comes in their box. So I mean, do, do you really have a problem at that point? You, maybe not. Uh, so uh, McCable, who's new, welcome McCable. Personally, I think anything that is still made in the crap quality of Forge Cash should be revised to either 3D printer or new molds entirely. Absolutely. I mean, there are times when the company's going to put out a model, but it's not good enough quality. That's sort of our problem with Iron Fist. We don't like the mod pose. It's kind of shit. So we look for other stuff. They, you can, you can get, you can go on um, a whole bunch of Etsy stores. And you can get all sorts of alternate Marvel models. Uh, Al Marshall actually got a Black Knight. If you know your Avengers, the Black Knight, Dane Whitman. More on that later. Yep. Uh, um, uh, model to use as a proxy for Baron Zemo when he plays him with Avengers. Awesome. Great. AMG don't care. Like, you may not be able to play him in their official events, potentially, but you're like, fuck, who cares? I mean, you, you, you've got the core box set. You've got all the rules for Zemo. I don't care what model you're fucking using. That being said, if you go on their official... Facebook group for Marvel Crisis Protocol, they will shut that shit down. They won't let you, they will ask you not to post pictures of that because they did for my thing. So, I mean, and I don't blame them. They're the official company. I had no problem with that. They didn't want, they're like, we don't want to confuse people. It's not an official model. Like, yeah, cool. You're, you're running the group. So it's all good. But, I don't have a problem with that in any way or shape or form. As long you're getting the model anyways, it's all good. Now, if you photocopy the tactics cards from your buddy and maybe it's gotten a ratted card 
so you can just print out a color copy of it, then a little bit of problem because now you're not supporting the company as much. And then we start to get that gray area again. Man, the chat's lively in here. Uh, Leecher says, for me, if you have to buy the box model for cards, counts as model should be fine. Um, Mr. says, I like uh, FE, what Modipius uh, did for their Fallout Wastelands Warfare line. They sell the printer files for terrain themselves. And yes, it's not cheap, but then it allows you to make any number of prints and also sell them as you please. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Zinnervoice says, let's also talk about how people who live in areas with shipping puts models out of reasonable price frames. That is a great one. And I will actually come back to that in a second, uh, Xander, as soon as I catch up on chat. Uh, Mr. Cable? Well, that's what it is. Mr. Cable. Screwed up the first time. Uh, Trays in the, the Inf is crap because it is still Forgecast, unfortunately. Uh, Forge World sold a 3D print file for some of their files. Would literally buy it like if I had a 3D printer. Yep. And imagine how stupid the cost would be for the file. They would still charge 1K for a Titan. Huh. Um, and it would have to be a reasonable price. Yes, absolutely. So if a company sells the STL files, a lot of them do. In fact, those uh, Space Nom guys I'm talking about, those are actually a company made those and sell the files to people. And you can buy them for personal use or you can buy them with their express permission to print and fucking sell. Uh, the reason you see all the same sculpts for, or a lot of the same sculpts for, Marvel Crisis Protocol is because it's a company that does it. Same with their terrain. And you basically buy them with a license, as it were, to print them and ship. Mm -hmm. So, the next one is people live in areas where shipping puts models out of reasonable price range. Let's call that Australia, shall yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, which is interesting a because I had I had a old um, Eldar army, which was the knights or the, the warlords or whatever. Uh, the oh god, what was it? It was the the Wraith Lords. Okay, you don't remember what the name of the army was? And probably I was, the Iron and Ghost Warrior Army. Yeah, and I had that army, and I was like, oh, I'm getting out of it. I'm going to sell it. Um, and this uh, this guy goes, I'll buy it from you, but I need to ship it to Australia. And he paid an outrageous price for it, and he says it was still cheaper than buying it from GW. Yes. Because of shipping issues. So, back when, um, well, before I lost interest in GW games, let's say, I listened to a lot of Australian podcasts. Those guys do a good quality podcast. Like, it seems weird to say that about a country, but most of the ones from there I very much enjoyed. They had a good view. And uh, the ones, the guys who talked about um, Warhammer Fantasy, while it was still Warhammer Fantasy told the prices they had to pay. It was fucking stupid. Like, literally. And it's hard to blame GW because they don't want to be arsed with that shit. They don't fucking care. But at some point, if you are not making a reasonable effort to get your prices down in a various part of the world that has a lot of people who want to play your stuff, but you, you fucking literally had stores in, then maybe you, you sort of open the door to that, you know? It's like the e the harder you make it to get something, the more expensive you make it to get something, the more likely it is that someone's going to hoist the Jolly Roger. Mm-hmm. And for those guys, uh, I wouldn't really fault them for much anything they did because it's all stupid expensive. Like, the prices in Australia are literally off the chain. And while I, I can't say I wouldn't do it if I was playing those games in Australia, how about let's say I don't blame them, um, you know... 
not going to get up my high horse and say, you guys shouldn't do that. I mean, it, I, I can't say that. I'm living in America. The prices are fucking fine here. You know, it would be the height of hypocrisy and arrogance, which may be very American, but it's not very John. So that's a, that's a tough one. Again, whatever lets you sleep at night. I, uh, I don't fault those guys at all for doing that kind of thing. Um, mostly it's, but it's funny, the ones I see most about this type of thing <clears throat> or most blatant about it are Americans and just like, well, I don't want to pay their prices. Like, That's actually... the thing I hear. It's the, I don't want to pay their prices. And I'm like, that's why I'm like, it, you, you're okay with stealing. You're okay with if I, if I go down to the store and, and lift a bunch of stuff because I can't afford it. It's not stealing, Kathy. That's the thing. So the human being can delude themselves into a lot of things. One of them is they're not stealing. So people pirate stuff like, oh, I, I wouldn't watch it if I didn't pirate it. That don't change the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't wear Nikes if you didn't fucking steal them. Mm-hmm. But uh, so as interesting as I also blame their morality board. Probably has control of some stuff. Probably. Uh, I mean... It's a weird thing. GW is the big dog, and they will not go out of their way to make things priced reasonably in other parts of the world, which is if they weren't in such control of the miniature game market. And we can laugh and say they're not. They are. There was a time when they had fallen, and they were not. But uh, they had a hell of a resurgence, and they're playing their cards right, and... They can just do what they want again. You know, when you're the biggest dog in the pen, you do what you want. And they are, again, the biggest dog. Uh, we used to say back on uh, my old podcast that a good and healthy GW is good for the miniatures community. It is, but a GW with no actual true competition is bad. Yeah, it, Mr. Cable, if they got imagine if they had a competition like Bandai, Bandai would fucking destroy them, and it would be hilarious. Because <laughs> I just oh remember, God. I remember when I was putting that Gundam together. It, the one Gundam I put together, I've only done one, and I had so much fun with it. But the whole time, I was streaming as uh, my assembly of this thing, and I was like. Oh man, if Games Workshop only made their vehicles like this, this is amazing how this stuff puts together. Like, why can't Games Workshop do their models like this? That was exactly the question that I was asking the whole time. Um, probably, honestly, they don't have they don't have the infrastructure to design like that. They could, but I don't think they want to. I mean, right now, I mean, they're basically selling like fucking hotcakes. They're the big dog, you know? If it ain't broke, don't break it. That's where they're at. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Mr. Cable, there actually were that. There's a game called Mech from back in the 90s that was literally take all of your Japanese, you know, giant robot kits and make a game with it. Like, you could do all sorts of stuff. You could play if you had the right scale. You could do Gundam with BattleTech rules, though you'd hate how unmaneuverable they are. <laughs> so yeah, so there's so 3D printing is. I mean, it's here to stay. It's not going to actually legitimately threaten GW for a while. 
I'll be honest with that. Uh, because only the top notch, like like I said, only the topest notch printers right now can can really match the quality. Well, some of the new top notch printers are actually really cheap. A new 4K printer. Now you're not going to print off, you know, Titan models or you know, you know, 40 Space Marines at a time. Probably like six to ten, depending on the size of the build plate. The those are running probably about four hundred dollars now, which is very easily. In the price range of a lot of people. Yeah, the price of 3D printers are definitely coming down. Yeah. But there are also a lot of people that really don't care that the quality is top-notch of their uh, prints when they're just throwing them down on the table. Mm-hmm. They just want a model that just Does. vaguely represents what they're playing. Yep. Yeah, those are called board gamers. <laughs> Those are the people with the great plastic legions, you know what? Yeah. And, and and I have no problem with the people who would rather focus on playing their game yeah. and uh, and that's the part of the hobby that they enjoy the most. You know, I, nothing I used, wrong with that. I used to be one of those guys, not going to lie. I used to be more interested in playing the game than painting. I'm still technically more interested in painting, playing the game than painting. I just happen to paint just about every day now. So when I first get into a game, I'm more interested in playing the game than I am in painting because it's the playing of the game that gets me excited about the painting. If I spend all my time on the painting of it and I haven't even played it yet, I lose interest. I have a lot of models I have not played yet. But so yes, and the time is a big thing, you know, time for printing is a thing, but I mean, let's be honest, some people can print while they're not at home yep. or they're doing other things, watching a movie, models printing in the background, all good. Yep. But, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. If you want to get into it, there's also other things you got to pay for materials, and yes, they're cheap. Um, your time uh, setting it up, you've got to find the STL, and they're not all free. Yeah. And uh, also, there's uh, there's always hiccups. Yep. With your uh, 3D printing, and I'm sure Gonzo could speak to that. It, it's it's becoming the difference between making a fine dinner at your house and going out to a restaurant for a fine dinner. Yeah. You know, sure, you could probably make just as good as the restaurant if you have, you know, solid cooking skills. But do you really want to fucking spend all that time and effort? Yeah. Like, every time 3D... someone's like, make, make uh, you know, crab uh, rangoons at home better. And I'm like... Sure, but for fuck's sake, I ain't got that kind of time. Yeah, you need you need a little bit more knowledge. You know, you need to learn more about it's 3D printing is its own hobby. Yeah. You know, and if you want another hobby and you want to learn all the stuff about 3D printing, then great. And, and I'll be honest, even though Gonzo says they're there and I believe him, I have not seen a 3D print yet that is a match for an actual well-made plastic model. Old lead models? Yeah, they're they're fucking get out of here, fuckers. Ralph Partha from the eighties and nineties? Oh yeah. They, <laughs> they have exceeded that quality, but is yeah, what it is. The the new the newer four four K model four K uh screens are just insane. And that's what everybody's going to to make these awesome models. Mm-hmm. I I would I mean Marshall uses it. Uh, most of our group, a lot of the more affluent members of our local crew have them, and they use them a lot for terrain and stuff. Um, 
add-ons like the uh so the you know this gonzo the marvel uh commercial truck you can put together as a fuel tanker or as uh a trash truck Mm -hmm. well there's a 3d print where you can print out basically the body to take the other one and make a truck out of nice he 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 got that for all of us i'm like awesome i i will take it we gave him a couple bucks and now i've got double the use out of that out of that kit yeah and again amg don't care about stuff like that like you bought our kit yeah thumbs up (laughs) that's what they're worried about they don't they don't worry about what you're doing after that you know and and that's the thing we need to all remember i think uh, as far as my closing thoughts is again Whatever you can get, you can go to sleep with is fine. Uh, you know, I don't have to like what you're doing. You're doing it. Hey, uh, Gonzo, meow. What? Meow. Meow. Oh. <laughs> um, so, you know, whatever you go to sleep with is fine. And just remember, much like ordering from game stores versus ordering online, make sure you're supporting the places you want to stay in business. Like, sure, if you can 3D print everything GW, cool. But if enough people do that, GW will see a sales loss, and eventually they won't be able to do all the things they do. Eventually they'll start pressuring people. You, you'll you see it that uh, they'll start pressuring uh, places to only allow official GW models. And you know you're saying, like, oh, they can't tell all the models. Yes, they can't. But that means that those guys with the cool counts as stuff who just want to have a fun time, you'll be hurting the game for them. So keep all of that in mind when you're when you're doing it. You guys have any closing thoughts? No, I mean, I guess it's, there's a lot of I do a lot of cool projects. I mean, y'all seen my stuff. I've got you know different masks, terrain, everything else. But I did test it out. Didn't print it, but just tested it just to see what you know what could be done. And my large format printer. I mean, I could print out an entire 40K army in a day. And I'm like, ooh, that got me thinking. I was like, if I can do this as a home thing, I mean, who's who knows what you could do if you had a printing farm, per se. Because there's a lot of stuff they can do out there. <clears throat> and like I said, most people do not care if you're printing out special sculpts or guns or ammos lightning claws you can't get those anymore most of people don't care it's when you can print off an entire army that's when people care yeah. or an entire model that's when jim people has care. been printing off uh lord of the rings stuff and when i say that i mean there is a bunch of stuff for the lord of the rings game that is not made by games workshop there's, there's a bunch of models, like for the Easterlings and for some of these other uh, other armies. There's mm-hmm. stuff that's just not made. And, but there's people that have sculpted these things. And yep. they, uh, you know, they're, they're out there. And so that's what he's been printing to, to build his, his armies for Lord of the Rings. And I think that's where it's going to end up being the best, like I said, uh, you know, in the add-ons, accoutrement, and stuff that's just not made. I hope that we reach that that proper middle ground for all that. I think that'd be cool. And guys, I really like how the black really helped that model. 
oh yeah i'm alive it, yeah it, it's yeah. this one is one that's completed and done i'm just i mean th- this army is going to be a quick and done army but i mean this one i i can't seal it so it has to stay you know this type of color and everything otherwise the you know color shift you know messes up but just doing that black and just blacking out some stuff yeah hmm Looks pretty sweet. Yep. Can't wait. I have one thing I want to paint. I'm going to be doing this. I've got some more things I got to prime, but I can't wait to put and get this thing on here. So their new vehicle. I found cat ears. And oh, did they, you? I found them on Amazon for the Razer headset, which is the one I happen to have. Uh, but they're like twenty bucks. So. Not terrible. That's not bad, though. I mean, they're cheaper than these. Cheaper than this. Yours light up. Well, yeah, I had to go next level. <laughs> John, John is so extra. Type thing. <laughs> but I mean, <clears throat> for the most part, I love 3D printing models. Now, I do like supporting Patreons and getting cool 3D models like this. This tiger, I've had this one for a long time. I haven't painted it up, but I mean, this model is super cool. Yeah. I mean, I like this. I mean, and this is actually super sized. I increased the size of the model to get it this big, but. Oh, it's not bad for being super sized, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't even tell this is 3D printed. I mean, not, the, not, not primed from here. No, I shouldn't. Yeah. And I mean, it is super, super cool. And I want to paint this one up really, really nice too. Um, whenever I get to paint it, because I just want it as a good centerpiece type thing um, and stuff. But I mean, there's so much stuff that just is 3D printed and people and are just going I to take like care of it. I do like the idea of <clears throat> Forge World offering their stuff as STLs. But keep in mind that all of the sculpts they have right now would have to be resculpted. Yeah, but in in a digital format uh, before I, they could do that. You, I would say GW is not going to do just, that. You know, no, they, they would don't never just do it. Magically appear. You can't three D scan them. Yes, there is technology for you know three D scanning of things, but it takes more than that. There's actual uh, work on top of that. Yes. It's yeah, it's not good enough yet. No, the home three D scanning is not good enough. Um. Because there is actually a Facebook group for people that do 3D printing of 40K products. And the, what was the newest, uh, the Thousand Dragons or whatever it is, that was Necron thing that came out not too long ago. It was like, just came out where it's, uh, he's like a living metal model and he's got all this stuff. By the time that model hit the stores, someone already had a 3D sculpt of it. And it was pretty much spot on. Couldn't tell if there was, you could see the lines or not. But it, it was a, a complete 100% comparison of it. And you're like, I'm like, um, who I'm let that actually, model go? I'm surprised that people are going to be uh, doing that on Facebook because uh, I wouldn't necessarily trust Facebook to not rat you out. Oh, there, there, is a, there is a Facebook group all about 3D printing 40K stuff. Well, and... As not your legal counsel, <laughs> yeah. but I would suggest uh, avoid, do not post, because there may come a point where that becomes a legal thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've they've had people have their stuff taken down and everything, but yeah, there is definitely one hundred percent, you know, copies of like Warlord Titans. Yeah, it's just keep in mind there's a legality issue. Be careful. Oh yeah, there is. So. So, well, there's some 3D threading ideas. We'll, of course, revisit it as more stuff comes out and as more specific thoughts of it come come to us. But we got a shit ton of media to get through this week because yeah. we got lots to say about things. Can I, can I just say thank you sure. to the person who suggested that as a topic? And we are always willing to take topics from our listeners. So it, it if was... you have a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, let us know. Send us a message. Yes, you, you can email us, Twitter me, Twitter at More Than Dice, or Twitter at John O. Spencer. Message us directly, find us on Facebook, or tell it to me directly while we're dropping for Battletech or Mechware Online in the morning, <laughs> like Legionnaires did with this. Yeah. And if you don't, go over to Facebook, get on our Facebook, and you can send us a message anytime. Yep. One of us will see us it. right here on Twitch. Mm-hmm. You can whisper to us, you can put it in the chat if you'd like. We don't mind at all. Nope. So I have like 75,000 things. John has like 74,000 things to talk about. I have like one. Well, possibly two. 1.5. <laughs> I swear I had something last week that I didn't get around to, but I don't remember what it was. You should have a notepad next to you. I, I, I had it written down. I did. You should have a harder to lose. Uh... Oh, hey, Bowie. Uh, so hey, Bowie. I- I'll start off with this. I watched uh, two movies, Eternals and uh, Fast 9. One was more realistic than the other. I will get to that as we cover them. Uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with uh, any of those, Gonzo, or start with something we both watched? Uh, let's start with Eternals, because that is the hot topic right now. And oh, a lot okay, of people... so the more realistic of the two movies I watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I saw that, I was like, oh, that came on. And I'm like, yep. that'll be cool to watch. Uh, I've, been, I've been wanting to see it. Um, uh-oh. Thanks for the follow. Thanks, Mr. Gable, for following. Thank you so and... much for the follow. Have a good um, night. Yep. Have a good rest of your time at work. <laughs> um, so, I was pretty excited to watch The Eternals. Um, this is so far out of the MCU that I think this is the problem that the movie had. Oh, okay. Cool. I don't think that's the problem the movie had. I think that's... I, okay. I think it takes one of the problems that it had. And I think that's... I think it's one of the big ones... One of the big problems with it is that it's outside of the MCU so much that it doesn't fit into the MCU. Um, I like... Visually, I didn't have any problem with the movie. Except for there was quite a few dark scenes in it. And so it was kind of like... Uh, I really would like to have seen this in the daytime. Um, <laughs> but it just seemed, seemed... Like some of the scenes seemed really dark for where they so- were at. I would say uh, I didn't agree with most of what you just said. Really? While I don't think it's part of the mainstream MCU, I didn't feel like it was too far out of there for in any way, shape, or form. They mentioned everything uh, to keep it in there. Um, granted, I'm also more familiar with the Eternals than the average person. I, I'm um, not. 
I, I, I did not feel it. like it was dark at all. I felt like the parts that were dark were intentionally dark, and the parts that weren't were fine. Now, I thought I, it was. When I say dark, I don't mean evil. I mean as in lighting. I I, I agree. Okay. I did, okay. Want to make sure I, that we were doing that. I, I, I think the topics are more dark in that, but I think they were handled well, actually. Yeah. I I really enjoyed it. Um, a lot of people on Twitter said this, and I agree 100%. This should have been a Disney Plus series. I, I can agree with that. I, I can you, agree with that. It would, it would have probably done a whole lot better, and you could have brought things in a bit slower because everything was pushed in on this. Um. So, Bowie, I think it could have survived as an earlier phase movie, but it shouldn't have been. It wouldn't have had to have been as big budget as it was. But, uh, I mean, I think it's a solid movie. I think it's done pretty well. I think all... It has um, a twist I was not expecting. Exactly like that. Um, I think it was done pretty well. The, But I do think it should have been a Disney Plus series. I think it would have done better with a slower burn. Uh, it has... I don't want to say really pacing problems. There's no point was I bored during it. But the fights are paced weirdly because uh, there's flashback, se- flashback scenes as well. Um, um, but yeah, I thought I enjoyed it. Um, I thought, if anything, the way they handled part of the bad guys uh, was fine. But if you know the, the story of them, you're a little disappointed in that. But not enough that it would hurt my overall opinion of the movie. Um, it's hard to say much about it without spoiling stuff. Correct. Um, my thing that I had is I, I don't know about the Eternals. I mean, I the, like your background knowledge. I mean, I knew that there was something there. I just didn't know what. Um, and while I enjoyed it, um, I just felt that there were some issues with it. It And I think it goes down that there is so many characters and getting the entire story and everybody there to do everything and to flesh it out was too much at that time. Mm-hmm. There yeah, was I, there was a lot to take in. You're like, okay, a group of people that you know are super super powerful that could but, have done everything and anything to save the world, and they didn't. Now, if you say that, MC. that means no. They, come on, they fucking address that. They do. They that, do. That, that is I mean, a straw man argument to the highest degree, Gonzo. Put, put that shit away. There, there. To me, I have this, and I, I look at it, and I go, "All right, anything, all these." That's actually even the fucking point of the entire movie. All these people, there is. When I'm watching it, I'm like, "Okay, these people have all these really super powerful people." But I'm thinking, as me myself, I get it. I think that's would have done better as an earlier MCU, or like not even in the MCU period. It it should have been a series. Would have been better because it would have been better over ten or eleven episodes. Maybe even don't need that many because the way some of them were together for long periods of time. You know, somewhere in that area, and you could tell it all each episode from their point of view, and then all together at the end. I, I agree. I think that it would have been a whole lot better series, a whole lot better yes. story, not series, but story if they would have done it. Because to me, it felt like like you had to cram in all of this information of who the Eternals are and why everything's happening and so on and so forth in this what two two and a half hours? I think is what two it and was. Half hours. Yeah. yeah. And Just a lot. I feel like they did a good job. Now, not all the characters are okay. They're not even really generally remotely spot on for who they are in the uh, the comics, but that's fine. They they're broad strokes. It's fine. They did a good job um, with keeping them as close as they could. 
Um, their core powers are fine with that. Technically okay. speaking, Eternals can all do whatever the fuck they want if they focus on it. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, they got the Unimind in, which I did not fucking expect. Okay. Impressed. <laughs> um, and But no, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I Overall, I give it two. I, I, I remember the two. That's, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. I was like... It, it's a solid Marvel movie. It's not the best. It's not the worst. Um, it does end quasi on a cliffhanger. It does have two after credit scenes. Mm-hmm. And... This isn't a spoiler because fucking comic books. Dane Whitman, if you're wondering, is the Black Knight from the Avengers. And he answers you were a thing for a while. I'm a little disappointed that that's their main entry point for the Black Knight. But um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they did a well job showing the Cecils are huge and powerful. That was cool. Um, I like that since they had Dane Whitman, you don't know where they're going to go with it in the beginning. And if you know, you're like, that's a little Easter egg. Then at one point, one of the characters is fooling with a sword, and they go, oh, hey, is that the Ebon Blade, which is mm-hmm. the Black Knight's sword? And then at the end, there's two post-credit scenes. Watch both of them. I'm uh, curious the- where, if they're going to implement the Eternals into other MCU movies. Uh, I think they have thing. to. They should be tying in with the Guardians. It, they may it, already it, be. And it should, because if you don't, you just totally just washed that entire movie away and just didn't yeah. do anything. And that's kind of one of the things I'm also concerned about is that... I, I'm sure they have a plan for all this new stuff that they've been doing, incorporating so. it into the universe. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Kevin Feige's been doing a great job until yeah. now. I'm, no reason to expect otherwise. I mean, I feel... I maybe liked Shang-Chi a little bit better. I don't think Shang-Chi was necessarily a better movie. I actually feel like the third act fight was better in this than in Shang-Chi because it wasn't as much of a vomit of special effects. This is a much that more... the one in Shang-Chi where... Are you talking about the one where he's, they're fighting the... Where they're on the dragon and there's shit back, everywhere. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, Jesus yeah. ate... It was cool, but it was like a, it was too much. You're like, throttle back from that shit. Yeah. And this was a much more personal thing. There were only... At most a dozen people involved, not even a dozen people at that point. And uh, I, like I said, I did enjoy it. I think I think it is. I'd say it's probably a better movie than Shang Chi, but it's not as fun, so huh. we don't like it as much. Huh. Shang Chi's got some problems. Uh, they're about the same. To me, they're about yeah. the same. Because I really enjoyed Shang Chi. You will, you will probably enjoy Eternals, Kathy. There's a lot yeah, of cool like mythology it. stuff in there that you'll like. Well, it's on my list now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you would like it too. It wouldn't be an issue. I, like I said, I really just hope that they make sure that they incorporate the Eternals into the MCU in the next few movies. Like, I doubt you'll have it in Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's already been done. But uh, yeah, probably not. Also, because that's going to be on. Well, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. going to handle other things in a place. Correct. <laughs> so, but I hope they do because the characters are cool. The characters are fun. The characters are neat. Yeah. Um. There, there was some good. I, I loved the outfits. The outfits and everything were super cool and yeah. neat to look at. So, yeah. um, I think they, they did a quality job with it. Yeah. Um, I was not disappointed at all. Now, is it definitely not the worst Marvel movie uh, in the MCU? And it, and of course, it's not the best, but I enjoyed it. No. I liked it. I like it's two two space herpes is where I'd go with it. Yeah, that's uh, fair because it had some issues, but it didn't go anywhere near like. Thor 2. 
No, and this is one if you is, want to talk is spoilers, Thor hit us up. Like on a par with Beastmaster. <laughs> no, Thor is better. Scale. No, Thor's it, better. it's better, but it is considered one of the worst MCU's. Okay, because I haven't seen either of those, the Thor or Thor two. Still need to see those. I think Thor two is probably the worst Marvel movie. I'm trying to think if anything's worse. Yeah, I think Thor two is listed as one of the worst MCU's. Hmm. Xander, there are a lot of people that have been saying that uh, this new phase of the MCU, a lot of people aren't excited about it, but we're just ramping up. <laughs> we are just We just started. had one of the best-reviewed Spider-Man movies of all fucking time, and people aren't fucking excited for it? <laughs> I think it's perception. We had Shang-Chi, which no one knows except John. Eternals, <laughs> which very people all know except John. John's super happy with this. Yeah. I think we're just because if you honestly think about it, we didn't know that there were phases in the MCU when the MCU started out. It was like, oh, here's an Iron Man movie. Here's this. Here's this. Well, they yeah, did, they I remember actually... when Iron Man came out, I was like, oh, this is a great movie, and I didn't, I didn't realize then the scope of what was yeah. about to happen well, in correct. the course of the next what ten years. They mentioned phases <laughs> in their planning to uh, people, so we knew that. John is a giant game. asshole too. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I, we're just ramping and starting up the new phase, and I think the new phase of Doctor Strange. When Doctor Strange hits, that's going to be the big kickoff and send off. I think, in my opinion. Uh, I also like that not all these are connected. It's no longer just the Infinity Stones. It's Spidey's obviously going into the multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Eternals are going off, and maybe they'll do their own thing with some space stuff. They could go into Love and Thunder and or um, the Guardians 3. So we'll see. And anyways, we should probably get to the next thing, because we got lots to talk about. Mm-hmm. Kathy, do you want to go, or do you want us to go again? Uh, I could talk about who am I? Or who are you? Yeah, who are you? Who am I? The, look, I have it right here. I finally got this. <laughs> I saw I saw this movie, Who Am I, which is a Jackie Chan movie, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Jackie Chan, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it on Telemundo. And for those that don't know, Telemundo is a Mexican TV station. Uh, and we get that in Chicago because there's a huge Mexican population here. Uh, and it was dubbed over in Spanish. And then... And so there were parts I could hear in English and then like the parts where where he's with the Maasai or where there's people talking in other languages uh, have subtitles, which are in English, even though they dub these over also in, in Changing Mexican. subtitles is expensive. Dubbing yeah. over, not so expensive. Yeah. So, so I could understand the gist of this movie. And I had been dying to see it in its original form ever since then. And that was, I don't know, 15 years ago that I saw it, I think. And you can't stream this movie. It is not available for streaming any fucking where. No, and (laughs) and I couldn't find it on Blu-ray either. I found the DVD on Amazon through a third-party seller who was just selling used, you know, movies. And, uh, And, oh my God, so I watched this yesterday with a friend of mine would of course never heard of it and uh it was it was amazing it the irony the irony of it is that the the core 
part of the bad guys is Dutch. And they end up in Rotterdam. So, so I'm like, because y'all, for, for those that don't know, I'm, I'm learning Dutch. I'm like self-teaching myself Dutch through Duolingo and, you know, Googling stuff and using YouTube things. And, uh, <laughs> so it, it starts out where he's a special ops guy from some nameless, you know, spy organization. And uh, accidents happen. He falls out of a helicopter. He loses his memory. He falls out of a helicopter in Africa. He ends up being found by what seem to be Maasai warriors. And they bring him into their village and they help him recover. And he kind of becomes one of them. And he has no idea who he is. And when they ask him in their own language... Uh, he has no idea what they're saying, but the main guy is like, you know, point. It's like me, Tarzan, you, Jane. He's like me, Tarzan, you know, and you are. And and he's sitting there and he's thinking and he's like, who am I? Who am I? And he says this out loud. So that becomes his name because they don't know English. So they just think that he's telling him their name or telling them his name. And, uh, so he just is referred to as who am I for a lot of the rest of the movie. Uh, but but classic Jackie Chan hijinks ensue. And there's a fight on the amazing, roof. There's chase scenes. There's escape scenes. There's fight scenes. Uh, the fight on and, the roof is what I remember. That's what Xander remembered. It is oh, uh, one of on his great roof, yeah. fights. Yes. The fight on the roof is a classic. Yeah. Doesn't he, like, have a fight around some giant construction vehicle or something like that with big tires? I don't nah, think I'm thinking of a one. different one, then. I don't think that's this movie. But, uh, but yeah, don't wear jackets, ties, or earrings. That's a, Yeah, that's the takeaway, Xander. That's precisely yes. it. I can't believe that you saw it as well. Excellent. Uh, I mean, I, I don't remember much of it, which is worrying me, which is I've got to find a copy somewhere. Yeah, I told you we can watch it in Discord together. Fair enough. So um, that would be fun. Yeah. What do you? What's your overall ranking of it? What's your rating? I, I think I'm going to give it a space herpy. Okay. I'm going to even give it one space herpy because there's maybe a there's maybe a few places where it, it it gets a little convoluted for me. I lose track of it. And then I, I find it again, but, but yeah. I should do the Jackie Chan scale on like, uh, I mean, what's the best? Let me decide what the worst or best Jackie Chan movies are, and that's difficult. I haven't seen enough Jackie Chan movies to make that determination. I I need more Jackie Chan in my life. I think my favorite is Dragons Forever, but it's a pretty good one. Not seen that one. Not many people have. So, so I... Oh, I did like the Rush Hour movies. Also, also I liked Shanghai. Shanghai, Shanghai Nights, Noon I liked. And Shanghai Nights. So Shanghai Noon, I liked a lot. Shanghai Nights, a little less so. Yeah. Well, the second one's never, you know. No, very much not. So there you go. One space repeat for Who Am I? If you can find it. You can find <laughs> it. I highly recommend it. Gonzo... The icing on the cake was that there was like. Gotcha in it. You know, 
two thirds of the cast were Dutch. That's cool. Gonzo, what do you want to talk about next? Um, I want to talk about the TV show I watched, and I binged three seasons of it. Um, but interesting part, the seasons didn't have very many episodes in it. Um, so there's some new shows coming out and Paramount had a new show called Ghosts as of the end. And I was like, oh, okay, this looks interesting, but wait a minute. HBO Max has a ghost show on there also. Oh, one's a BBC show. Oh, so they're Americanizing this BBC show. Very common. Um, I'm like, I'm going to watch the BBC show first couple episodes of that. See how that is. If I like it. Um, the show is about, uh, a woman that inherits a house that has ghosts in it and she eventually can see the ghosts. Um, it is a comedy and so I'm watching it. I'm enjoying the BBC version. This is pretty good. I use it like BBC TV shows, you know, the modern stuff. Um, I go over and I'm like, oh, let's try the American. Let's see how they've changed it to make it American. And bad. Oh, my God. It oh, the American really... version of British comedies are always bad. Oh, it, it, it was. I mean, so I, I did it as a comparison because I knew it was going to be bad. Very few BBC shows that have been Americanized turn out good um, that people have liked. And I'm watching this and I'm like. Okay, I can understand them changing this character because, you know, that wouldn't have fit in America. Because uh, the house is in America. I get it. Um, but I'm like, holy shit, this is horrible. Like, when there's one ghost that when you walk through that ghost, uh, you smell something burning. You smell smoke. Because the ghost was killed by the Salem, you know, a witch trial. She was burned at the stake. Okay. I, I get that. They could have kept that in an American, the American version. No, they made it where this person, when they died, they died of dysentery. And so when they walk through them, you smell a fart. Ah, fart humor. The most yeah. And I was like, you could have kept the same character because there were people burned at the stake in America. Yeah. And it could have been there. And I was like, you could have kept that. There was no reason they, to change Apparently, that. they didn't want it to be that sort of... They didn't want to use, like, dark humor. They wanted to use stupid bullshit humor. Yeah. But <laughs> there was, like... Or that later. Period-wise, I can understand them changing some of the characters. Like, there's a caveman in the BBC version. In the American version, they've changed the caveman to be a Viking. You could have had a caveman in the American version. The caveman you is much more funny. You wouldn't have had to change shit. No, and he's actually but funnier too. I just think that people are <clears throat> well. You know what? Let's face it. People are stupid. People are stupid. <laughs> but so I only got through like two episodes of the American version. I said, "The hell, fuck this," and I won't ever go back to it. Um, and then I went. He to... did that with coupling too. Yep. Which is funny because coupling was like the British saying, wow, Friends is kind of cool. Let's make our own version of Friends. But they made it funnier yeah. and then decided that, you know, America needed a, a version of coupling, which they just sucked at. Yeah, because there was also what skins and there's a bunch of them that they tried to make into American version and it just it didn't go. But so I watched the, the BBC version. Uh, they have three seasons. Like, one season is only, like, five episodes. 
and they're 30 minute episodes, but they feel a lot longer than 30 minutes because they're really good. I was really impressed with the show. Um, okay. It's it's a comedy, and the characters are freaking great. Uh, all the ghosts are. You got one that's super cringy, and you're like, "Oh my god, I just want to punch that guy." But he's supposed to be that type of character. Um, the caveman is uh, my favorite, Robin. He is fucking hilarious. Kathy, you would enjoy the shit out of this show. You would laugh your ass off. Uh, I think this is right where you like your shows. And it's it's got some good feel-good, you know, heart story stuff. But then it's got, holy crap, this is funny as shit. And I think uh, it's on HBO Max. So, you know, it's easily accessible. We can watch it. Uh, yeah, we got you a code. We got you a login. You know that. Um, but I... Send it. I I loved <laughs> it. It was three seasons. It got renewed for another one. Uh, they do a Christmas special episode every se- every season, so it's even cooler. You know, sort of like the old Doctor Who type thing. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it. So I give it probably half a Space Herpes. Uh, what's it called again? Ghosts. With an S at the end. So I enjoyed the hell of it. I I liked it a lot. I highly recommend if you have HBO Max or you can find it anywhere else, go watch it. The BBC version, fuck the American version. Fair enough. Well, let me talk about the less realistic of the two movies I watched. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Fast 9. Is this the one we got in outer space? Well, I mean, only two of them. (laughs) <laughs> and they were in a Fiero. Well, sure. I mean, Fiero in outer space totally makes sense. Oh, yeah. 100%. <sighs> yeah, it wasn't necessary. If a Winnebago <laughs> can be in outer space. Um, I think the least realistic part of this movie, though, was people pretending that John Cena and Vin Diesel look like they're related. Because they don't. <laughs> At hell? all. So... Because John Cena is in, and I'm, I'm, I'm spoiling part of this movie. It was spoiled in the fucking trailers. He's his brother. Yeah, no. Um, a good portion of this movie is flashbacks to when Dom's father died, what happened right after that, which, while pertinent to Andrew Strews, the brother, is not super interesting. Um, I continue to think that I think Vin Diesel's ego is the biggest problem with this continuation of this series. Uh, everything is so Dom-related, the other characters almost get choked out due to the number of characters... No, brother from the same mother, Bowie. The number of characters, they just don't get the screen time. Like, there's a fight scene with um, Mia and um, and Letty and a third party who comes in, and that's great. That was one of the better fight scenes they had. Roman continues to be Roman, annoying as fuck. Tej is fine. Ramsey the Hacker is fine. But Vin Diesel stuff, I don't know. I know that the, the Rock said he wasn't going to do another one. He said he was out. Yeah, he's out and it's understandable. Though Jason Statham was in a post-credit scene with that. So, hey, let's be, be honest. If they do a 10th one, I will watch the 10th one. I, I heard that but, there was supposed to be a 10 and that was it. Uh, a 10 or maybe 10 and 11, I forget. I think 10, yeah, because we're doing trilogies. Which is good because it needs to stop. Um, I will happily also watch the, the spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw, if they do their Hobbs and Shaw. That's a better actual series at this point, if they make one. 
Um, it's just collapsing under the weight. I mean, Paul Walker was the fucking heart and soul of that, the way that brought together, and you 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 can't do them well without him. You can mention it, you can pretend he's still there, and I appreciate that. Not just writing about his being killed off screen. That's that's a classy act, but it's just not as good as they were. They're definitely down. I, I'm going to give this three, three space piece because it's just unrealistic with unrealistic with unrealistic. Yeah, you, you can forgive some type of physics bending, but then there's some you're just like, really? No, no. Physics left four <laughs> fucking movies ago. <laughs> At this point, physics has a restraining order against Fast and Furious to not come within 500 feet. Yeah. Yeah, there, 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 there's a time and a place, in it, but it's, it's finally done and over. Yeah, and th- this is the last one are skips. You don't need to watch them. Honestly, stop after Fast 7. It like it peaks at Fast 5. Fast 6 is almost as good. Fast 7 you want just to wrap it up. That's a good wrap up. It should have ended there. There you go. Kathy, what you got? <laughs> I watched the Blues Brothers today. <laughs> Uh, it's one I've seen before to me, to me, it is a timeless classic and I feel like I end up revisiting it once every 10 years. I mean, I don't even, I don't even wait 10 years. (laughs) In some cases I haven't even waited 10 years, but it's been probably 15 years or so since I've seen it and it was about time and it's great. Oh man, I was smiling the entire movie i was dancing in my seat uh it's hilarious it's just it's Mm -hmm. funny the humor is maybe some of it is dated but it's because it was 1980 so 40 years ago it's to be expected things change 42 but yeah 42 (laughs) but but there's nothing it's good. I think there's it's just really a good, fun anything movie. in it that you could you could look at today and be like, uh, "Oh my God, you couldn't do that." I mean, some of it's a little more topical. Some of it is a little more topical, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, it's great. Um, I would personally rate that on the Casablanca scale as uh, very close to Casablanca. It is very close to Casablanca. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and the soundtrack is so amazing, and even the songs that they play in it in the background that aren't on the soundtrack are amazing. Mm-hmm. And every one of their big number musical numbers is great. It's you can solid. just tell that everybody in it was having fun with that movie. Yes. Plus Cab fucking Calloway. And Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Everyone at that point, like you made. Younger folks may look at that and be like, who are these fucking people? But they were a big deal. Oh, yeah. They were Cap all a Calloway big deal. Calloway was this ancient guy, but he was a legend of Legend of, of blues, jazz. Yeah. Jazz, yeah. He was a legend of jazz at the time, and, and all these guys who are up on stage as the musicians were actual really good, well-known blues musicians mm-hmm. of the time. So they weren't just like some guy cast as a blues musician. Exactly. They were actually you know, real blues musicians they gathered together here. And and you could tell when Cab Calloway was doing Mini the Moocher that all these guys and all these guys were playing with him. They were just like, This I can't believe I'm on stage. They're having Cab a great Calloway, time. Yes. You know? 
it's it's yeah the whole thing is fantastic it's great if you have not seen it fucking see it yeah totally worth it zero space herpes boom no surprise uh gonzo which one of the two tv series you want to talk about first uh let's talk about let's leave on a good note so let's talk about uh peacemaker, peacemaker first because <laughs> oh. we only got like five minutes or so give or let's take let's start with the good parts of peacemaker Done. That intro is fucking off the chain. <laughs> that intro Actually is funny, like the fuck. Yeah, it, it it's stupid funny. I, I will admit goes, the intro is stupid funny. It just goes downhill from there. Yeah the the story. I've watched all three episodes, and I I, d- I don't care for the story. It is very cringy at parts. And... It's very cringy at part. I mentioned that I I get the same uncomfortable feelings in parts of it that I did watching in the heat of the night. And one of them's made to call out fucking racism. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's the comedy is just not there. In my opinion, I was done at the casual abortion joke. Yeah. I, I was done at seeing him in the suicide squad. movie. <laughs> See, I didn't mind him so much in suicide squad because he was no. bouncing with other people really well, but this, this is not, let's be honest. This is not John Cena's fault. No, this is this James is Gunn should not be allowed to make, media without adult supervision (laughs) like he is innovative and great but if you let him go like they did you get this cringy shit yeah that is hatefully racist at points mean the only likable character is the black lady the the whole she's actually a really good actress too because i liked her in uh other shows orange is a new black she was great in that but i mean yeah this is and Xander, they make him dumber. Like, he's oh, not yeah. just morally reprehensible, a little weird in the head. He is straight up a fucking moron. He has mental problems. Yeah, yeah that, is a, that is a character from Suicide Squad that was my least favorite character. There should not have been a spinoff movie starring him. John Cena. They want to keep John Cena yeah. in it. And see, I, I, you know, when I was looking at it, I was like, okay, this is going to be, be kind of like Daredevil-esque type humor type thing no. you know, not breaking third no. wall but you know no. No. being an idiot but you know overzealous you mean, you mean deadpool not daredevil oh yeah deadpool i'm sorry uh deadpool type humor and stuff. <laughs> for the yeah. record it hit neither of those two yeah D- yeah <laughs> and that's where that's where i was kind of thinking this was going to go would be like a daredevil a dare deadpool-esque type humor and or maybe you know along with you know, 90% of the jokes just fucking miss because they're too just wrong. And, and, and the thing is, even even if you have a dark humor, this really doesn't hit that dark it's, humor. This is it's just no. like, really? This is like 14-year-old humor. No, this is even worse than that. It, it, it's just bad. Uh, I, yeah. I watched all three just because I was like, I'll give it all three. Even after the warnings? Yeah, even so after the I watched the first episode and I was chatting with Gowns. I was like, I'm about to start now. And I'm like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and then I messaged El Marshall. El Marshall watched all three. I'm like, do they get better? He's like, no, not no. really. And I'm like, all right, I'm out after one. They they don't. And, it, and, it's, and it's kind of upsetting because you could have made a comic, you know, superhero going with things. There and... was potential and even potential for the story they're trying. We can see the story they're trying to tell from yeah. his, his character development. We just don't fucking care about him. No. And there's too much hateful bullshit there and and terrible content for me to want to continue yeah it's just i can't stand it i i'm writing it off i'm done it's just not good 
Yep, it's not good. And now uh, there are a lot of people that think it's amazing, and I'm like, what? I uh, Eagly is the best character, and it's still I would really silly. Watch a show about the weasel. <laughs> I would totally watch a show about the weasel. Uh, I would say that, and I hate to say this bluntly, but if one of your friends thinks it is the best thing ever, fucking watch that dude. That dude's not right. Uh, I just, I just don't think that it is a very good show. I, I was not it's, impressed with it at all. I. To, no, no, the weasel. <laughs> I'd watch a show about that also, but the weasel from the uh, the second Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. I I don't like it. I it, it was not funny. Um, no, the special effects are not good. The there's a few decent fight scenes, but the uh, lines are just the lines are just not done, and they're not even done well either. The muse the music is very oh, yeah. on on point. Yeah. Uh, what James Gunn does a little weird mm-hmm. and off putting, but. Yeah, no. No, I would skip it. Yeah, uh, it's a skip for me. Yeah. I'm done. That's a yeah. D- D- DC Extended Universe that I'm writing off. Yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah, Not worth it. The, so the, the, the fourth episode all would have to be the best thing ever for me to even watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, would go watch WandaVision instead, and I fucking hate sitcoms, modern sitcoms. So. Book of Boba oh. Fett. Um, three episodes in. Now, there's a lot of internet hate for this, and let me start. I'm gonna, I got a tiny rant. We're going over, but if your problem with Star Wars is that the speeders on Tatooine are shiny, or that they're going at a moderate pace through a fucking small city with small streets, then you need to remind yourself this is a series based off fucking space wizards and get over yourself. <laughs> No, don't don't get me wrong. I did not care for the Vespa space bikes, but no, you know I what? I, I don't. The style care. was weird, but yeah. it was a style. They all the same thing. They all obviously went for the same style, mm-hmm. and I have no problem with it. They're they're bikers, so they're going to keep their thing as clean as possible. I have no problem with that. It's a little. I would have liked to see them a little more dirty and dingy. Correct. I think that was probably an aesthetic faux pas, but is what it is. And I have no problem that they were going slow through the. Uh, yeah, so that's we. I'll get that in a second, Xander. Uh, and I have a problem with them going slow through there because if you try and drive through a small city at super speed, you're going to die. Yeah, I, I want to die. I, I'm enjoying it because they're expanding on a world I love. I yeah. love the Star Wars universe, and yeah. I'm getting to see a character that was pretty much non-existent in the Star Wars movies. And I mean, he now had 15 getting, minutes. Yeah, he was just cool for that little bit of time. But now we're going to learn getting... everything, and I'm getting to learn about the Tusken Raiders. Yeah, and it's a good. It is a slow burn. It didn't come out of the gates. You both blasters blazing like Mandalorian. Yeah, it's going for a slower burn, and I think it's interesting for that. And it is still on that edge. I still like it, but it's still on that edge. It could become great, and it could just be. I was fine. Yeah, it could be just. Oh, it was a good Star Wars show. But any show that has Danny Trejo in it. Oh yeah, thumbs up for me. <laughs> yeah, when 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 they when they said that he was in it, I was like. Oh hell oh. yeah! And as Xander Vorn said, this is actually they are the the whole the speeder bike gang is like the whole Japanese biker gangs that they had in like the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. That is legitimately a thing. It's just that we don't get the thing. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's true to Star Wars. They steal stuff from Japan all the time. I will have to say that I'm going to miss the little rat um, in the show. Uh, John and I talked about it. There is two hutsies, two huts that are in there, and this one hut takes this rat 
like gerbil type thing and wipes the sweat off his face with his gerbil. So I'm going to miss that guy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, We're going to hold off our full rating, of course, till the end, but I look forward to it every week. It's been enjoyable. Not perfect, but not as good as Mando season one yet, but hey, it is what it is. It is still good. Yes. So (laughs) look at we uh, Raiders. Raiders raiding and we're about to raid someone else. <laughs> You're about to get the raid chain. You know, yeah, we're gonna spread that love from here on to we want uh we want a miniature painter. We want a miniature painter? We got Key Lime Prime. They're doing art right now. Let me check see. I think that's what they say they're doing. Let me check Key Lime. So, uh, Raider, thanks for rating us, but we were yeah. about to go off somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, we actually just went a little late because we had a lot of media to talk about. Yeah, hello, welcome in, Raiders, by the way. Hi. <laughs> You've caught us on our Sunday night podcast where we talk about gaming, uh, tabletop war games, role-playing games. We talk about the hobby, the miniature painting. And then at the end, we talk about movies and TV shows that we're watching, and, and you've reached the end. <laughs> where where we raid somebody. Yep. Yeah. So thank you very much for that raid rainer. Much appreciated. Yes. Much appreciate, appreciate it. it. Hit that follow button and you can come in and listen to us and uh watch John play some stuff. And uh this Friday I will be working on my RPG uh and awesome. doing some stuff online. Um but guys we appreciate you listening and watching and coming in and checking in on us. Uh like I said, you can find us on Facebook. You can also listen to us on all social media platforms and all streaming services if you want to listen to uh the audio version. And if you want to watch the video, you can go to YouTube and watch the video. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night. Make sure you stick around. We're gonna send you all out to Key Lime Prime. Is this the part where I say good night, Gracie? No. You could. Damn it. Hit that raid button. And raid! Here we go.